Welcome to the All The Things Podcast with Mike and Amy Perea. We're two ordinary people with no counseling degrees. We're just wanting to share what we are learning from our everyday lives. We plan to talk about all the things from marriage to smoking a brisket. We hope to bring you lots of laughs, a few tears, and some tools to help you excel in everyday life. Thanks Thanks for for tuning in. in. Just a quick update before we get into the show. Our Instagram page is live. Check us out at All The Things With Pereas. That's All The Things With Pereas, P-E-R-E-A-S. This will be the main way that we share the resources that we mention on the show. Check out our link tree there on the page. Thank you to my beautiful and smart wife, Amy, for putting that together. If you like what you hear and want to know how you can help support us, there are three main ways to do that. First, we would love it if you would follow and share our Instagram page. Second, you can also follow and download our show on Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Please rate the show and leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. Finally, if you are feeling extra generous, there is a link in the show notes and also on our Instagram page for a monetary donation. At this time, all donations will go towards basic podcasting equipment to better the experience of our listeners and also any guests that we have on the show. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode of All The Things. All right, guys. Welcome to the All The Things podcast. Welcome. We are on our first date night. We're going to have some date nights because we love date nights. We really do. Yeah, definitely. Because we have no kids and we can have adult conversations with other people. So some of our favorite people to do date night with are the Cowyers. Hello, Cowyers. Hello. What up? So we have Jenna Cowyer and Mr. Logan Cowyer. So we've known these guys, guys, um, came out super nasally. How long, Jenna? 2000 and... I started 14. Yeah. Yeah, 13. No, no, no. 13, 14? No, 13. Because I graduated yeah, college. Graduated yeah. in 14. It's my first year of teaching, yeah. 13, yeah. Oh, so your what first year? year of teaching? So 13, I think. Yeah, 2013. Because I graduated in 2013. Yeah. Okay. So how many years is that? A lot. 13. Almost we're going on 22. Almost nine. 10 years. Aw. Yeah. yeah. You got to go Aww. on a 10-year trip. Oh, done. <laughs> she said it, it's happening. <laughs> Happy 10-year friendship anniversary. Yeah, that's what everybody does, right? Uh-huh. Awesome. Okay, so we've known you guys for a while now and got to do a lot of life together, right? Some good, some bad. Um, Jenna and or we didn't have kids. Yeah. We had no kids. Y'all were newlyweds. We were newlyweds, mm-hmm. both newlyweds, mm-hmm. living in, in Dallas in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Both in apartments. Yeah. I was trying to be friends with Jenna, and she wouldn't <laughs> want to be friends with me. <laughs> Wait, y'all lived in Dallas? I don't remember that. Y'all lived in Dallas. No, we lived in Dallas. Y'all didn't live in no, Dallas. No, we didn't live in oh, Dallas. Okay. Nope. Got it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, Wait, I don't remember that. <laughs> um, and then now, so we're here with you guys, and so we have some questions for y'all. Okay? Okay. These, obviously, some of these we already know, but our people don't. Okay. So how long have you guys been married? We've been oh, married. Oh, okay. That's crazy. That. So that was six kids ago that we used to hang out. Yes. And now six kids later, we're here. Still here. Wow. Still okay. doing anyway, it. Still doing it. So the question was how long we've been married? Yes. Ten years. Ten years. In May. Right so before we met years. you guys. And we're going to take a ten-year oh, trip. Yeah. See? It's a thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, I love it. Dang. Ten years. In May This that just passed. Just past May. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we're about over. to be ten in December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. 
And um, the way Logan proposed was like the coolest thing ever in Central Park. There's a video on YouTube. Look it up. <laughs> what can they look up? How do you YouTube it? What is it? Engagement it's in like Central Park. Jenna and Logan engagement Central Park. Yeah, flash mob engagement. Flash mob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Logan. I think Car- Katy Perry took it down once. I think it's back up. It's still what? up now. Yeah. For real? Oh, because she took it. Song. Yeah. yeah. Oops. Oops. Sorry about that. <laughs> so Logan is the romantic. <clears throat> Or was the romantic? Is he still the romantic? Uh, where are we at? Ten years later, where are we at? Uh, we're going to get to that during the questions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I thought we were talking about marriage in another yeah, wait episode. A second. Wait a second. Teaser. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, tune in on the day night with the Calliers when we talk about marriage. We're going to talk a little bit about marriage. But, okay, so you guys have been married for ten years. How many children do you have? You said six kids? Yeah. <laughs> no. We only have three. Yeah. Three boys. And names and ages. So Jonah is six, Oliver is two, and Ezra is four. So two, four, six. Two, four, six, yes. You threw me off. You went like boom, boom, boom. Okay, three boys, so cute. Okay, so the question we want to know. Which kid is your favorite? (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) It's more like what season is your favorite? Right. Yes. Because, like, I, I actually thought about this the other day. I was like, which one was my favorite? And <laughs> We think about it often. <laughs> and, like, it's so hard because they really are all great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and there are things about them. But I always thought as a kid, I was like, clearly, you have a favorite. But, like, I honestly mm-hmm. don't think that I do. I know. Yeah. It's good. Like, I like to be, I like to wrestle with Jonah because he's older. But I like to be goofy with <laughs> with Ezra mm-hmm. and then Oliver is just like a little cuddle bug. And he loves you so much. So and That's he's so just fun. so excited to see me. Whereas Ezra's never excited to see me. <laughs> and Jonah just wants to punch me. Which I like. So it's kinda <laughs> like every everybody has their own thing. Yeah, you, I agree. I agree. I think they all have their own same. Like Oliver's like the baby and so like <clears throat> he does the fun baby things. He's mm-hmm. at my favorite age. He's like two almost like two and a half so He's talking all the time, like always doing something new. So that's super fun. Ezra's so goofy and so funny that we just love him. And then Jonah, he's the oldest. So he's like doing all the new things. Like we haven't been in that season every season for him. Mm -hmm. And so it's fun. He's like, he's starting to like catch on to like our humor and you can just like joke with them more. And so that's a fun season too. He is, uh, he also is quite goofy. Yeah, He is quite goofy. He's just like his daddy. Yeah. He is exactly (laughs) like his daddy. I love that. Gets me in trouble. You are getting into sports. <clears throat> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Started some soccer, football, right? Yeah, football, soccer. We did a little stint in karate. <laughs> did like a free trial in karate. <laughs> and then, we, then we realized our kids have no flexibility whatsoever. Yeah, that wasn't. They weren't great at that. But Jonah's about to start basketball for the first time, yeah. and Logan's going to coach. So that'll be fun. Yeah, we'll see. Aww. I'm hoping to coach. I signed up to coach. He's all ready to coach. He he got the balls, the pennies, the pennies you know the like pennies the little jerseys little, to like scrimmage like different colors oh, like you're on this yeah. team you're on that team yeah, yeah. i'm already hef- heftily invested got a ball bag he's got all oh, the things <laughs> i was like it's Cold gonna be in a couple Logan. whistles I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be so embarrassed whenever they're like uh we don't need you <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, i'm sure it's gonna be great or you're not coaching your son's team <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> that's awesome okay now well the question that we have um as far as like i guess marriage is concerned what ten years ago, right? What would you tell your newlywed self, Jenna? You want to go first? What would you tell newlywed Jenna, newly newly wedded Jenna? 
<laughs> um, I would tell myself, I think I would tell myself what it means when people say that like communication is the key. Like mm-hmm. that's what everyone told us. Like when you'd ask people who are married before you're married, like what is the key to a healthy marriage, whatever. And they put communication. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like we're talking or like, we're not scared to talk to each other. We're having conversations. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? And I feel like no one really what ever look like, yeah, mm-hmm. no one really ever explained it. And so mm-hmm. or maybe that's just me like trying to like ask more so that I understand. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I think now being married, I can see what they mean of like, and it is, it's easy to sum up and just saying communication and that encompasses so much. Right. And so, um, yeah, I've learned a lot in that area. What would you say for people newly married, right? Mm-hmm. Communication is key. What, so me question. explain it? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted me to keep yeah, going or not. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Give it away. Yeah, I would say that it is one of the most important things that I found in communication is it's like not the actual person talking. It's like, mm. so it's like being able to listen and try to understand. I always say that for me and Logan, like one of the most important parts of our marriage that I feel like we are somewhat decent at and like getting better at is just understanding each other. Like we don't end up coming to the same agreement every time, but we, I can say like, I understand like why you did that. I'm still mad about it, but like I get where you were coming from. Even like y'all were talking about when y'all just came in, like in the end, y'all both after having a conflict in the car, like y'all both came in and said at the end, like, I'm just wanting you to understand like why I did that or like I wasn't just trying to be mean. I didn't hear what you said, or I just, I wasn't just doing this. You didn't have all the information. And so I think one, just seeking understanding. And then two in communication is like learning how to fight well, like not saying certain things that are going to, oh, absolutely, That's that are going to add more baggage, like low blows and things like that. Like mm-hmm. just fighting well, oh. like learning how to fight. Cause you're going to fight. And so I think mm-hmm. gro- like, as a newlywed, I was like, oh, we just need to like not fight, yeah, no. like learn how to not fight. And like, that's not it because you're going to fight. So like learn how to do it well mm-hmm. to where you're not adding more every fight, like baggage to your relationship, I guess. Yeah. And I think, I think like whenever you first come into marriage, the popular thing now is like, oh, you know, we never talk about divorce. We're never going to mention that word. And I think that was kind of our idea. It was like, okay, hey, we're not going to mention that word. Like it's not an option. Um, I think that's good. But I think that like what you're saying is, it's more than just that. It's like not calling each other names. Like there's certain things that we're just not mm-hmm. going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to go to some of those low blows whenever we're just mad about someone not <clears throat> doing the dishes or not mm-hmm. um, doing things like that. And so I think, I think, I think fighting well, I, hate, I don't really like that saying, mm-hmm. but like fighting in, in a way that is honorable to one another is, is probably the biggest thing that I would say. And I would say, tell us that like, Hey, you're going to fight. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. again, the goal is not to not fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The goal is to do it respectfully and to get, to get on the other side and get through conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something I really despised whenever we first got married was people would always tell us like, they would be like, oh, you know, you just wait or like mm-hmm. enjoy the honeymoon phase. Like, you know, you think you're going to wake up and pray together every day. And and like, I get the reality that like, hey, maybe we have rose colored glasses, but like, why tell me that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why like try to crush, crush it at the very beginning? And so I think my advice is that, hey, you are setting a foundation and you're setting a standard. And it's the same thing now, like when we're parents, like we're setting a foundation, we're setting a standard for our kids, like as we move 
because time flies. Mm -hmm. And if you, like if we set good habits and boundaries and expectations, like those things will continue to build. Mm -hmm. But like, if you don't, 10 years are going to fly by and it's like, Oh, we never read together or we never. Mm-hmm. And for us, like for us, like something we struggle with is like praying together. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, because we didn't set that foundation strong enough. And so it's like, that's something that we work on. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we did set a foundation in like reading God's word together or reading God's word and talking about it. And so that's something that we are better at. But I think like that is, that was, that would be what I would tell myself is continue to think every day. Like I'm setting a foundation. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Instead of trying to create them later, right? Like trying to set that foundation yeah. first and build on it. Yeah. Instead of like, or saying that like one, like I'll get to it. Like mm. we'll get there. Like we'll, you know, we're not like this is our this is our fun stage or this is our whatever stage. And mm. like, or we have, you know, we've got littles. Like it's too crazy. Like we don't have time for you know those things. And so That's good. And I think too something that you said, like people saying, "Oh, just <clears throat> wait till you've been married this long." And it's like. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. You know, people are like, or not. (laughs) Yeah. Like, don't wait for that. Why would you wait for that? Don't do that. Ideally, you're, it's like you're in the, when you first get married, ideally, you're only growing from there. You're only learning to fight better. You're only learning to love each other better, to be less selfish. Like Mm -hmm. you are getting better at marriage, just like anything else. Like the longer you do it, ideally, if you're putting in the work, like Logan's saying, like you're actually being intentional about things, then you're growing to where Mm -hmm. the longer you're married, yeah, it's different, but it's better in the end. And how beautiful for us to see newlyweds couples and just be like, dude, just wait. It gets better. Yeah, Like that's the truth. Right. And I think we can say that because we have God at the center of our marriage because it, do- it does. Like you look at a, you know, an unbeliever and they don't know these things or they don't have Christ. Yeah, it, it does get harder in some situations. And even some seasons of our marriage have gotten harder, yeah. but then it's gotten better. Yeah, well, And it's and it's defining what better is because like if you would have told me hey your marriage is going to get better again i would have thought we fight less we have sex Mm -hmm. more like it's Mm -hmm. more about like it's more fulfilling my needs but like what's happening is actually like getting better is defined differently like there's more there's more peace there's more understanding like we can fight in a way that i'm not worried that she's going anywhere or that she's going to bring up like there's forgiveness there's grace there's mercy there's repentance like we are turning away from those things that we are um that we're struggling with mm-hmm. because like at the beginning of our marriage can't tell them this about you not ever <clears throat> can't tell them okay yeah. so jenna <laughs> jenna like like she grew up and like apologizing like wasn't a thing mm-hmm. and and what she know and again i guess you could say this but what she's told me is that she noticed that like i would apologize quickly and like often and I mean, yeah, growing up, we didn't, we just kind of like, we'd be mad at each other and then we'd come back at some point and like, we forgot about it. We're fine. Not a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then I got married and Logan has taught me a lot in marriage, but that is one of the really big things. It's like, if one of us did something wrong, like you come back and apologize. We don't just like keep going because it mattered and talk about, yeah. And so he would always be the one apologizing in the beginning. And I would be like, well, thank you. Yeah. Like (laughs) I kind of just like took it and I didn't like it didn't click like, Oh, like I should be doing the same thing. It was just like, thank you for apologizing. Like, I feel a lot better. You should apologize. <laughs> was kind of my like thought process. And then as I matured and as we had conversations that he was like, like you don't apologize. Like you really, you don't feel like you have any part in it. And honestly, and it does not feel good to say, but like there was a lot of times that I'm like, no, babe, because 
I did this because you did this. And so like, I literally thought like, I don't have to apologize because I wouldn't have been rude and like it's to you. justified. Like, your behavior yeah. was justified. You so I don't have to apologize. Rolled your eyes at me like that. I wouldn't have said anything rude to you. So like you should apologize. But then realizing that, oh, I still said something rude. So I still need to apologize no matter what the, like I control what I and do. And sometimes like she's not even at fault, but what she has learned to do and what she's done that I think is so honoring is like now she will apologize that we're even in this moment. Mm. Like it's not necessarily that like, Hey, I'm sorry for an action that I took, but she's just like, was it like, like remorseful maybe like just like saddened that like we're here that like we, we have this, 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 this moment of brokenness in the way that we're communicating or the way that we feel about one another, the way that we're doing those things. And like, I hate that. Mm -hmm. And, and we've always kind of thought that that was a cop out of like, well, uh, I'm sorry. You know, you hear people say, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. And like, that was always a turnoff when people said that, but now we're kind of realizing that like, if you kind of take that a little bit deeper, it's like, sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that this situation has occurred. Mm -hmm. Like I don't necessarily have any action towards it sometimes, but, or that's the way you may feel. But like, I am sorry that we are, that we're currently in a broken situation. And so I think that is something that uh, I've told her and that, and she, it's funny because now we kind of switch roles. Like she is very much, uh, she's very much more quick to apologize or quick to tamper down the, turn down the the heat in the room um, to try to get to, and then like she said earlier, an understanding, which is awesome. That's good. Something you said when you're talking about communication is key. And it's like understanding is key. Yes. So maybe it's, it's it. not even communication isn't yeah. key. It's understanding. Yeah. Learning to be a good listener, have less to say and a better, you know, open heart to yeah. get to know your spouse. Um, yeah. Something that you have said that has stuck with me is it's more important to be, to understand the other person in the conversation than to try to be understood. Right. Yeah. Like it's more fruitful in the conversation. If I try to understand where you're coming from, then that will kind of like bring down the tone of the whole conversation. Because imagine if we're both trying to understand each other, we're going to get to that destination a lot That's sooner. To say, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're watching you're watching her back and she's watching your back. And now all of a sudden there's a lot there's a lot more peace that can be had, mm-hmm. right. which takes time. It's hard. Yes. <laughs> um, but that's super good. And it Wh- takes work. Like it takes intention, Absolutely. like it's intentionality. Mm-hmm. And it's not like one time I did it. So the next time I'm going to do it again. No, actually, you're probably not. You know, like mm-hmm. it's going to take some work. So that's really good. Um, so one of the reasons um, that we we wanted to have you guys as our first, you know, guest or in, on, our, on our date nights is just because you guys have been super impactful in, in our lives and our walk with Christ, but also in our marriage and in our own person, like personal growth for each of us. And so as you guys can hear, you know, we are able to have these deep conversations. We have these conversations off the mic. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't our first time talking about marriage or as soon as we, Mike and I were arguing in the car on the way here and we weren't done with our conflict. And Mikey just walked out the car. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> we get. There was a pause in the conversation. Because I, I, yeah. <laughs> I took a breath. I took a breath. He said, done, out. And so we walk in and I'm like, Jenna, like, you know, and so we just started talking about the conflict in front of them. But we do that. Like, it's not awkward because we have created and it was uncomfortable, probably more for Mikey than me. But um just because I talk so much, I'm used to like that. Not because we, we understood. <laughs> Logan's giving me a look. I don't know what happened. But anyways, um, 
we do that with each other you know we have allowed each other into each other's lives and so we're we're excited to do this with you guys and excited that y'all are our first guest yeah i feel like that's a great segue into what we're going to talk about what are we talking about People are like, wait, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what you're talking about. And so that's part of it, right? It's just marriage and life and stuff. But we're going to move on to um, kind of Jen and I are going to be maybe interviewing the guys or just um, questioning you guys, putting you on the hot spot. No, I'm just kidding. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about guys being in community because we know for girls, it's just a little bit more natural um, because we are women and Mm -hmm. we desire friendships, Mm -hmm. you know, but for men... Well, actually, I guess different personalities because yeah. some men really do desire those friendships. Um, our husbands are very different, but then similar in some ways. Yeah. And a lot of times I'm more relatable to Logan and his mm-hmm. personality and Mikey with Jenna, which works out perfectly That's because it. I can come and tell Jenna something annoying that Mikey did. But she's like, but I get that. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so then we talk about it. Right. Yeah. And so um, kind of getting to learn. For you guys, for other men that are on the air, not necessarily for me to learn or Jenna and I to learn, but for other men that are listening, we want to learn about what does community look like for men? What can that look like? And what are the pros and the cons of it? Because it's not all butterflies and rainbows. Well, I guess we're talking about men, so not butterflies and rainbows. (laughs) Football and beer. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And I think to explain what community is, like, yeah. What do you mean? Like right. where you live, community, who you're with, like what does that word even mean? Your neighbor. To y'all? Yeah. Right. All right. So, um, I guess Logan, first question would be for you. When what is your definition of men being in community? What does that look like to you in your I guess in your life or whatever? So my definition or what it looks like. Um, yeah, let's do the definition. <clears throat> I think community is having people uh, or surrounding surrounding yourself with people that have permission to speak into your life, um, that know you, that um, that you are honest and authentic with. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the best. Um, you know, I think, man, it's so hard because there's there's so many different definitions of it that are kind of swirling around in my head, but. I think for the most part, surrounding myself with other godly men, for me, that's important. Other godly men that are going to ask me hard questions, um, that are going to be there uh, in hard situations, in in situations that we're celebrating, um, that we're mourning, um, that we're working through. Um, I think that is how I would define it. Men that are, men, men that are around me like that. Uh, and I think for us, it's looked like that we are surrounding ourselves with other married couples, other godly married couples that are uh, meeting together on a regular basis, that are asking each other hard questions, that are uh, engaging with uh, each other's kids, uh, and that we're just trying to entangle our lives um, the best we can to try to know each other. Um, yeah, that's how I've decided. What about, would you add anything to his definition, or what is your definition of community, babe? No, I think that's a great definition. I think that, um, like you said, there's so many different things that kind of encompass community. And I think that different people in different stages of their walk or in different stages of their their life can have different definitions of community. Yeah, that's right. Um, so someone who is just starting out, just learning what that looks like, it can be it, like a lot less intense, a lot less formal 
or whatever. Um, but yeah, at this stage in my life, I would agree a hundred percent. Like people that you do life with, people that can hold you accountable, can celebrate with you, can call you out on your 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 wrongs and celebrate with you on the things that you're doing well. I think something that uh, kind of came to mind is is um, you know there's also an area where there's non-believers in your community too like there's there's people that are in your it's kind of like in your circle i think what gets what gets sticky with that sometimes is is that like we don't have the one of the one of the things that community one of the backbones of community that's been so great for us or for me specifically since i'm speaking as me um is that like we have a standard that we're trying to live by and so there is like an absolute truth that we're trying to live by and we kind of define what a godly man looks like. And so we all know that like, Hey, if I'm doing this, that, or this, like that doesn't align. And so it's not necessarily like Logan calling out Mikey. It's Logan reminding Mikey of the man that he said he wanted to be mm-hmm. and like yeah. how he's falling short from that. Right. Um, whereas like sometimes with non-believers or people that have different, you know, quote unquote truths or, that that center isn't there Mm -hmm. i think that's where it gets a little bit difficult with non-believers because like why would i try to hold you to something that you don't necessarily believe in so i think that's why specifically for me it is godly men that i surround myself with that have the same definition that that i think comes from scripture of like hey what do we call i mean first timothy you know uh, you know what is it is it second timothy first timothy anyway first timothy i think Um, but that's talking about like, Hey, what does a godly man look like? You know, Mm -hmm. and Ephesians talks about it too, but it's like, those are the things that like we're striving towards. Uh, and so those are the things I'm held accountable by because there's an absolute to it. It's not just, you know, Mikey, I think you're a great guy, you know, or I think you're a terrible guy. It's like, Hey, there's some, there's some meat to that bone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, and then both of you, babe, I'll let you answer this one first. How long have you been? in what we call community, but how long have you been open to the accountability, the, you know, cause it doesn't have to be necessarily like within a church group. Cause you could have community with men that are not even at the same church as you, but are that are desiring the same things. So for you, how long has it been? Um, I guess since we started reengage. So six years ago, yeah, when we got before we got into reengage, I really didn't have much accountability community people that I went to for much at all. I think it was more me and you than anything. Um, that's I think that's too when you realize you needed. Yeah, we 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 needed community. We realized that we needed community and not just like us two. You know, we needed people to speak into our lives, which is crazy to me, right? Like, it's crazy to me that, like, we were raised in a way or in a culture or society or whatever that, like, you mean it's just me and Jenna? Like, we Mm got to figure this stuff out? Like, it was so freeing whenever we started our journey in community in 2012 or 13 or whatever. And, like, and to talk about finances with other people, to talk about sex with other people and just say, like, hey, what do y'all think of it? Like, here are our finances, like help us because like, otherwise it's just us 
you know, and we're just a bunch of, we're just a couple of knuckleheads. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, put, put our brains together and what do you get? It's like, I just love, I just love the freedom mm-hmm. to say like, Hey, we all are trying to strive for, um, to be better. And what an awesome opportunity it is to say, Hey, what do the 10 people in this room think about our finances? Mm-hmm. What do the 10 people in this room think about our, um, our argument or mm-hmm. our point of view? Because like, you're right, Amy, like mine and your personality is a little bit more dominating. And so sometimes Mikey and Jenna would defer to us and we just quote unquote win. Mm. And there's been many of times where like we've settled something, Jenna and I, but then when we brought it up to group, they were like, Logan, what? Like, no, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, Mm -hmm. um, anyway, I interrupted your question. Sorry. No, that was was good. good. (laughs) Yeah. And you also gave us the answer. Yeah. So you guys have been open like accountability wise or community i guess since about 2012 yeah i think we we tried it before we before we got married we had somewhat of a community um with other people i think i've always lived in a manner that had a a small circle around me Mm -hmm. um small a group of guys or a guy that's always Mm -hmm. discipling uh, me or i'm discipling somebody but i think that that obviously when we got married we, we started taking it a little bit more serious and more like hey we want we want this to be real. But something else I was going to say about community is I have, um, we have a family member who is a, who is a non eh, they are a believer, uh, but maybe, maybe nominal. I don't know. Anyway, but like their desire for community is crazy. Like it's not just a believer thing. Like it's mm-hmm. everybody, like mm-hmm. everybody needs this. Or again, my opinion that they need this or desire it. Like I can, I hear it all the time. I have a, um, one of my team members, like she was, she reached out to, to Jenna about getting in, having some Logan. kind of community mm-hmm. with, with her and her husband, mm-hmm. because like, she's just heard me talk about it mm-hmm. and like, just, just meeting my community as they come mm-hmm. into my office and as they are around. And she's like, my husband and I need this. Mm-hmm. Like we need, like, I can't bear all the weight of his stuff and he can't bear all the way to my stuff. Like Mm -hmm. we need other people around us to build us up and to refresh us and to Mm -hmm. help us where we're stuck. And so I don't think that this is just a believer thing. I think this is something that is ingrained uh, in us. Yeah. It's like God created us for community. You know, God created us. I mean, look at Adam. It's not good for man to be alone. You know, he created a helper right off the bat. And so it's like, we're not meant to do this alone. And if you think about it, you know, when you get married, we become one flesh. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Adam needed a helper. So we are now one, so we need a helper, yeah. right? So, like, who is going to come in and and help us? Okay, so um, what does that look like formally and informally? So what's a... I already asked the question. I'm trying to reword it again. But it was like you understood. <laughs> well, I just had one one more thing to say about, and it kind of goes into that. But I think that... The scripture, I just pulled it up. What is that? Uh, James five sixteen says, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. And so I think it's interesting. And again, I'm not a theologian and I don't claim to be, but if you just, if you're looking at this verse, like, I think it's interesting that it says, confess your sins to one another, that you may be healed, not forgiven, but healed. Mm-hmm. And I think I've heard this recently and I really like it, but it's just this idea that like, as we confess to one another, like it promotes healing healing in our mm-hmm. life it promotes like we're forgiven yes but like it promotes a path forward 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and, and Mikey, I would say that like, that's been, that's been true with you yeah. and that's been true with me is it's like, as we've, as we've just specifically, you and I have talked about sin struggles and stuff. There's a, there's been a path forward through that and there's healing yeah. that has come from it. Yep. Uh, and so I think that is something that man, scripture would call us to it. Like, how do you like, maybe, maybe the idea is you, if you're not confessing to one another, again, it's not for forgiveness per se, unless I wrong somebody. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I just, I just thought of that. So now you can re-ask your question or Mikey, you can respond. Like going into that, when we started talking, that was an informal way of community because it's not like we were in the same church group together. Like we were just people that knew each other, like friends, our wives met and introduced us. And I found out that, uh, you had some of the same stuff that I was going through, like at least that you knew about some of the things that were going on with me. Yeah, absolutely. We had already been friends too for like a couple years um, before. So the relationship had already been created and we saw wisdom in you guys. And we, so it wasn't like Mikey just found a friend, you know, like it wasn't like Amy's friend had a husband and I needed to tell somebody. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Yeah, I just want to make sure like you chose you used wisdom in who we brought our things to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's probably how the informal setting goes most often is it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, like we have a little bit of a trusted relationship. Like mm-hmm. let's take this one step deeper or, mm-hmm. or I see your life and I'm like, man, you know, that's something to aspire to or to look at or like, Hey, I think you have some wisdom in this area. Like I'm going to seek right. out. But I think the, the formal way that we did it in 2000, 2013 was we got into a church group or into what we called a community group at Watermark Church in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And we were with five other couples, four other couples. And it was like, okay, here we go. And so there was there was no like developing of a relationship. It was like, hey, what we're committed to is we're committed yeah. to being authentic and we're committed to being real and we're committed to to asking the hard questions. And it was the beginning of most of our marriages, so we didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, well, yeah, let's talk about finances. And we had someone model that, that our group, like we had an older couple that kind of led our group for a season and they modeled that for us. They went over their finances yeah. and the dude was like a doctor <laughs> and it was just like, and we're all like in school or right out of school. And we're like, I mean, if you can share that with a bunch of 22 year olds, then like, who am I not to share my stuff? And so, um, so I think that is more there. There's benefit in the informal way because you develop a relationship. And you're like, man, I think I could trust this guy. Yeah. But I think there's also benefit in the formal way of like, okay, hey, we're all committed to this process, and so like, I'm trusting you because I know the God that you trust, and like, here we go. And so, and I think that that's probably a scarier way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is it is a way. Yeah. Well, so for me. What would you say or what are your thoughts? Because for me being more introverted, the formal way seems or it was easier for me because it's a bunch of people that are already agreeing and saying like, like I didn't have to go and develop a a relationship with somebody first and kind of figure out like, okay, is this person trustworthy? Is this person whatever? It's a bunch of people that are agreeing and saying, yeah, already we're committed to this. And so for us in the first month, it was like, all right, here we go. Like, when drop we, bombs. When we finally joined, when we finally joined a community group, yeah. yeah. 
That's funny you said it because I thought you were gonna say the opposite. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and so like so like that's cool. That's cool to hear because I would think that it would be harder in a larger group where it's like, bro, I don't know you from nobody, and you want to know about my my sex life. And then I think it was also because I had maybe it was because I had already kind of been into that like desperation mode, and I know where I came from, and so maybe it was that's a factor in why it was easier. Yeah. That's good though. Yeah. I feel like I could agree with that too with like being more introverted of it's because you know that, like you said, you know, everyone's expectations of I'm not having to judge. Like, do they want to go that deep? Is it going to be weird if I share this? And like, we're just kind of friends that hang out. But when you're in that scenario, it's like, no, the question says, (laughs) when was your last fight? And like, is it resolved or whatever? And so we're all expected. It's like already knowing those expectations, which is helpful for me not to have Mm -hmm. to like wonder what someone's wanting or thinking or whatever. So I get that too. Speaking of, sorry, that's another good trigger word is expectations. In marriage and in relationships is like understanding the expectations. I feel like that has helped us. That's normally where we fight is when we have missed expectations, but setting expectations has been a great thing. But also even in community of like when we started our current community group, it was like, hey, here's kind of like what we're signing up for. And these are the expectations. And so like if y'all want to be a part of it, let's roll. Uh, And if you don't, like, that's totally cool. But, like, this is where, and, like, some of our expectations are, hey, we're going to meet every week. And we're going to meet every single week. And we're not going to miss. And if we miss, it's because, like, it's something that you'd miss work for. Like, if you're sick, okay, fine. But, like, I think before we made that commitment to our Watermark community group, Mm -hmm. we had another type community group. And it was, like, "Ah, it's my, you know, it's close to my birthday. I want to go out for my birthday instead. Or, uh... You know, I'm not feeling it. Like we had a long, yeah, we had a long weekend. Like I'm tired. I don't want to go. But we kind of changed that mindset of like, man, if it's my birthday weekend, these are the people I want to celebrate with. Mm. Like these are the people I want to go out with. And so, um, and I think that it's hard because a lot of people want, you know, that community group to be like your best friends. And sometimes it doesn't work like that. Sometimes it does. Um, But a lot of times it doesn't. And it's, it's committed relationships um, that again, just like any marriage, it takes work. Mm-hmm. And what would be, let's say like, or not let's say, <clears throat> men, because I feel like we're talking from, what is a world, what are the lies that the world is telling men and like why this would be hard? Like, you know, what is our, why would it be worth it, maybe? yeah, like what, because there's going to be. We're talking, do you get what I'm saying? It's like, what are the lies that the enemy I mean, is telling just, men it's to not? Normal, it's normal masculinity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you're strong enough. You can do this. Mm-hmm. Like your dad did it. His dad did it. Mm-hmm. That other guy's doing it. Like, what are you like? Why can't you handle the situation? Like be a man, man up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's all of those natural things that, you know, you normally hear of manliness, mm-hmm. um, which I, th- which gladly like, God willing, and it continues, but like gladly, I think those things are slowly being rethought and reshaped, yeah. and and uh, you know, I think going back towards what being like what manlyhood actually is, mm-hmm. um, which is not just rough and tough, like it's it's being a leader and being a servant leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that's one of the lies is that like you've got this. Why do they need to know your finances? That's your money. Like, they don't need to know that. Like, why do they need to know about your sex life? No, that's between you and her. You know, like, that's, like, it's just closed off. Like, mm-hmm. you can handle it. 
And I think one of the lies that I hear is that like no one else is going through, like no one else is going to understand. Like that's weird that you think like that, or that's, that's a weird sin struggle or that's a weird thought process or people are going to think of you differently or, Mm -hmm. um, and so I think fighting, fighting those things is probably the lies that I hear the most. Yeah. Something about that. One of the coolest things that, that I hear whenever I think about those things and then I finally get the courage to bring them up is when somebody says me too, or like, yeah, I've, I've dealt with that too. And I think that a lie that we tell ourselves and that we hear from people is that no one else is going to understand, like you said. But the Bible tells us that no struggle is common or that we're not going to go through any struggle or temptation that is not common to man or common to the world. So, yeah. First Corinthians, that's right. That's good. Okay. Um, What has been looking at it from like a man, right? A man, manly perspective. What have been some of the challenges of opening up? You know, what are, what are the obstacles that you've kind of had to push through or remind yourself of to keep going, to keep doing this? Um, I would say just finding other people who are willing to open up. Um, because like you said, it's so pervasive. The idea of, grit your teeth and push through it alone. And just because I'm feeling open and like I can, I can bring some stuff out. Um, doesn't mean that somebody else is going to reciprocate. And so I've been through seasons where that has been frustrating and it's like, I'm almost bearing my soul and then I'm receiving back like, Oh yeah, I hear that. Or man, sorry. Mm-hmm. And like, nothing much else after that. So that has been something that has been difficult. Yeah, I would, I would echo the same. Um, and I think something that I did really, uh, I think that I did better than I do now. I think the first probably eight years of community that didn't matter to me. Like their response didn't matter. Mm. Um, what mattered was, is that like I was doing what I needed to do to be, to be the man that I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was really good at that early on. And I think over the last two years, uh, probably two and a half years, it's been significantly more difficult because like now I am thinking about what I'm sharing and like, ugh, they don't care or like whatever, you know? And so I think I have to continue to challenge myself again, scripture, like don't grow weary of doing good. Mm-hmm. And like focusing on like, Hey, the reason why, again, the reason why I'm confessing my sins has nothing to do with you, Mikey. It has to do with like me and the Lord and like I'm commanded to do that Mm -hmm. and I'm commanded to be in this and I'm commanded to live out the one another's scripture Mm -hmm. and like I'm confessing so that I can be healed, Yeah, you know, and I hope you confess for you to be healed. But I think we get so caught up. I get so caught up in sometimes I think the last two years it's been more. I focus more about confessing my sins from like a leader standpoint of like, okay, well, I need to lead well. So I'm going to like confess I'm going to do my thing to lead these other people to do their thing. Mm. And then when they don't, it's like, oh, you know, but yeah, but the thing is like, it's not about that. Like that's me losing focus on Jesus and Mm. losing focus on my own heart healing. And so I think that's where, and it's funny that same community group and those same guys and those same women that are in our married community group, 
they're the same people that have helped me grow over those last two years to know that like, Hey, it's not about, it's not about us. Like it's mm-hmm. about you and it's about the Lord. And like, that's why you're doing these things. Mm-hmm. Would you agree, babe? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah I think the good. community in general and like when we talk about accountability and these things, all of it, like you're saying, it's for you. So it's like you have something hard. It's on you to bring up mm-hmm. and to confess mm-hmm. because it's only helping you. It's not like, like God calls us to do these things because he knows what's best for us. Mm-hmm. And so that is best for us, not just the people in our group or it's like a, a rule we're supposed to do. It's like he knows what we need and he says to do that. So if we're not sharing things, like it's only hurting us. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's right. And we can't make anybody do it. We have to worry about ourselves, right? Yeah. I think that um, there's blessings in obedience, right? With obedience comes blessings, whatever. So anyways, we're being obedient to what we are being convicted of. And if that brings on another confession, great. You know, and if not, I'm still finding healing for myself and I'm growing closer to the Lord in being obedient. Yeah, and I just think it's so much to do with like, just don't grow weary of doing good. Mm-hmm. Like it is... Like these are the things and, and leadership is hard and setting an example is hard and all those things get tough. What was your original question though? I had Mm, something else. Challenges that you guys have gone through with it. Yeah. I think the other thing for me, another challenge beyond that is, um, I I think that it can, um, I'm trying to think of a way to word this. I mean, I think just like knowing that it's not going to be easy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, for the first eight years of doing it, we've done it for 10 years almost. First eight years, I think that it came pretty naturally. Mm. Um, but I think, again, as harder situations have arose or have whatever risen, um, that it's been it's been a difficult transition to where like, mm-hmm. hey, you're not able to just, again, my personality, you're not just able to, be the happy-go-lucky leader or or to just like use my wit and grit and my personality to, to navigate through situations or to navigate through hurt like there's actual hard things happening in life that like you have to handle um, and so I think that is something that's been challenging is just again doing the hard work and apologizing whenever you're a dingo like whenever you do something or whenever you say something, like my tongue gets me in trouble all the time. Um, and so I like, I have to be quick to own where, where I've fallen short. Um, and so I think, I think that it is, it is hard to do this for a long, for the long haul. I think anything in short mm-hmm. spurts is a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And again, it could still be hard in short spurts, but mm-hmm. I think for us, what we've noticed is like, it's the longevity. It's a long game that has been more difficult or a little bit more complex than even like the first, you know, thinking about three years, four years, five years, you know, as we approach 10, I've noticed that like, Oh goodness, this is mm. like, this is still taking work. You know, and maybe mm-hmm. it was at the very beginning I was willing to do the work. And now it's like, man, this should be, this should be on autopilot right now. Like this should be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still hard. You it's know? just like marriage too. We fall into the trap of like, this should not be that hard anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but we're new people too. I mean, what do they say? Like you grow so much in, I don't even know how many years you're like a new person almost. Cause you've gone through so many new things. Right. So it's the same, same thing with the longevity of the group. Yeah. One of the things, so with kind of closing this off, um, what do you guys 
let's say there's a new believer and he is thinking about reaching out to somebody, you know, informally, somebody that he sees like, hey, how do you do this Christian thing or why do you live life like this? Right. Or they're looking into maybe formally joining a group. Why should they press into that? Like, what's your encouragement to them? Yeah, I think our our flesh is weak. And I think that um, we like to blame a lot of things on on Satan. And we forget that, like, our flesh is against us as well. Like, it's only through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus Christ that, like, we have life in him at all. And so I think one of the things I would say is that you tried to do it all alone and like you saw where that got you, mm-hmm. you know, and whenever it's up to you, like, I don't know. I just think continue to think that like, Hey, your flesh is weak. And so like you need other people around you. Um, and you obviously need a saving faith. Um, we all do and we need his grace, but I think having other people around you, you know, helps you in that because if you leave it up to me, like I'm gonna screw it up. Mm-hmm. And so I think being open and honest um, about that. And I think everyone eventually will realize that position of like, man, I don't have all the answers. And so like, and it's not that everyone around you does, but it just gives you a better perspective. I think too, as your wife having, it's been a really big blessing for me, for him to have community and for, you know, the other way around too, for me to have community because we can tell each other something all day long and then we hear the same thing from another guy in the group or another girl in the group. And it's like, oh, it just hits different when yeah. someone else can see it too. Or like they've seen a blind spot that maybe we haven't figured out. Like we're always talking about the same argument. Like we haven't figured out what the root is. And for them to be able to speak into that or struggles that he has that it's helpful for me to know that like he has guys that he's talking through these things with and processing it with that are pointing him to Jesus and not just like being a good listener. I think that's goes back to in the very beginning what you're talking about of the expectations and standards being aligned as like we're all believers. And so that is where they're pointing him. And that just gives me a lot of peace and knowing that I'm not, it's not all on me. Yeah, We're all on him. And that's helpful too, especially like as guys, like as we get into some of the more detail of, of our sin struggles, it's like, like you're open. I am open to sharing anything with you that I'm struggling with and you're open to hear anything. But like sometimes there's things that like aren't beneficial. And so Jenna wants to know like, Hey, where am I at? Like, how am I feeling? Uh, like, am I talking to the guys? And she wants to know, like, obviously big things, but there's a lot of trust in that, like, hey, you are being 1,000% authentic. That's not a percentage, 100% authentic and real, like, with these men. And you're sharing with them the detail, the things. Um, whereas, like, what I want to know is, like, one, that you're doing that, and then also what have they like what, what do they recommend you share with me? Like they've heard it all. Like, where do you need to come back? And so, um, I think that's been, that's been helpful in our marriage. Like as we deal with, as, as I deal with sin struggles and, and, you know, um, as we walk through that. So I think that's been helpful as well. Yeah. It's great. That was awesome. But what would, but what would you say? Like even to the early Mikey, right? Cause you did not, you're not, you're very different, right, than Logan. Yeah. Like, you're not going to make friends if you don't have to, almost. Um, I was, you know, you're ha- so happy with me. That's why. Yeah. Just kidding. But what would you say 
to the you, right? To the guy that's out there and that's like you, what would you say to him to encourage him to continue to push forward? Um, one thing that you said, like quoting, so that you may be healed, confess your sins to one another so that you may be healed. So I would say if it's someone who is struggling with something, who is hurting or in sin that they can't get out of, do you want to be healed? And for me, I did go through that for years of not being able to do something on my own, not being able to quit. And yeah, so I was at the end of my rope, rock bottom, like I can't do anything else on my own. And so what else is there? Try something different. Quit doing the same thing. Um, But yeah, and I loved how um, how y'all were saying just finding a blind spot. Like it's just an echo chamber whenever it's me and her saying the same things over and over, having the same arguments over and over. But when somebody else can come in and say, hey, have y'all ever thought about this? Or have y'all ever considered coming at it from this angle? Um, it just or brings zoom up. out. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Zoom out. Yeah, because we only know what we know, and we only see the things that we see. And, yeah, it's it's so beneficial to have another person, another couple come in and shed new light on the situation. All right, guys, thank you all so much for sharing that with us and letting us into your just lives about community, you guys. And I know Jenna plugged in as well because, I mean, you've been doing community with with your husband. Um, Hopefully the prayer is that obviously that some men are encouraged and challenged, like even ones that weren't thinking about getting in in community. Right. The Lord allowed them to hear this. So they're going to be like, oh, crap. (laughs) <laughs> so hopefully there's something stirring up inside, um, which, you know, is the Holy Spirit calling you, drawing you closer to him. And that's what he wants us to to feel loved by him. And that's how that's one of the ways that we um, feel loved by him. So with that, because of time and we want to respect everybody's time, we know that what, babe? If you want to say it better, <laughs> jump on the mic. No, you got it. No. Oops, oh, listen, I, I got it. I got it. So what? I'm just kidding. I was like, Logan, go. <laughs> okay. So with that, though, we know that time is precious. And so we're going to go ahead and close out this episode. And Jen and I are going to record the next episode right now. We're going to have our first girl talk, which is exciting. So Ooh. Jenna and I will um, record the next episode. And so if you ladies want to hear Jenna and I Wait in a couple of weeks and we'll release the next episode. Is that it, B? Yep, sounds good. Um, right. Can I say something? Say something. So, um, well, I guess we don't have to record this, but I am thankful for you guys and mm. I appreciate y'all doing this. And I think that um, y'all's <clears throat> y'all's journey of in y'all's marriage and in y'all's faith has been an incredible thing to watch. And so, just y'all's y'all's growth in the Lord um, and the way that y'all held each other accountable uh and being better and being god's man and god's woman and so i think it's uh something to marvel at and and i hope that your listeners uh continue to listen because Mm. i think that y'all have something to give um and it's because y'all have been refined by the fire Mm -hmm. and so i I think that uh the lord's doing something special with you guys and y'all know that and and we just want to say thank you and and you know, we kind of started this journey as couples uh, in in a 
in a different stance. I mean, y'all have said it that like, you know, y'all, y'all came to us for certain reasons and now mm-hmm. that that has like severely like turned around and we're coming to y'all. <laughs> and so, uh, I just, I just love that. I love that, you know, y'all are discipling other couples, y'all are discipling us. And so respect y'all for that. Love you guys. It's cool. Sure. Love Thank y'all you. so much. And just know that you guys were a start of that for us. Um, just seeing your marriage and your desire to be better. And I don't know, it, it started, that started for us. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. So y'all were at the beginning of that. So we're super thankful for y'all. Yeah. Love Thank y'all. Thank you guys for joining us and being open. Yep. Love you guys, silly. Mike Perea. Amy Perea. Jenna Callier. Mike Pereira. <laughs> <laughs> Can we-